There's a word from the Lord as we continue this series that God gave us at the beginning of this year. Our theme for the year 2022 is faith, family, and community. We began on the first Sunday of January a series of messages simply entitled Faith Matters. Is there anyone who knows after 12 weeks of 2022 that your faith matters? Amen. If you're going to get out of the slump that you're in, faith matters. If you're going to withstand the demonic forces you have to work with, ah, faith matters. You got to live in some of the houses you got to live in and go home to. Faith matters. This is the 12th message of this series. We invite you today to go with us to the book of Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse number 5. We're going to read the new King James Version. Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 5. Listen to the reading of God's holy word. Look among the nations and watch, the text declares. Be utterly astounded. This is the part where the subject is found. For I will work. Y'all help me out, brothers. I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe though it were told you. Put your hands together. Give God a hand of praise for the word. For the next few moments before you sit down, I want to speak to you from the subject, he's working it out. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Faith matters. Message number 12 said he's working it out. He's working it out. Now, I want to serve notice on you. used to be the 11 o'clock service, well, the praises come, but the 8 o'clock, they, they pushed me this morning. They were, they were in the house and praising God. And if I didn't know better, Mac. I thought we got the order reversed, Pastor Lawson. So those of you at 11, you, you got to show God some praise, amen, for his word. Listen, let me... Let me begin this message with this question. Amen. How many of us at some point in our lives have struggled with these questions? Where is God when I really need him? Can I keep it real this Sunday? Or the question, why is he allowing me to go through all of this? Somebody say, be real, Pastor. Be real. The truth is, I don't care how much Holy Ghost you have. You've at some point had to wrestle with the question, God, where are you? I really need you. Can't seem to find you. And if you are there, <laughs> why am I going through all of this? I'm faithful. I, I pay my tithe. I worship God. I try to treat people right. But why am I having such a difficult time dealing with life? Somebody just say, faith matters. Faith matters. Perhaps we have found ourselves at some point, particularly if we watch the news now, shaking our heads as we witness what's happening in the world all around us and asking, why would God allow all of this craziness to go on. You look at what's happening in Ukraine. 
you look at total devastation. You look at babies being murdered by egotistical, maniacal, self-righteous madman. You have to ask yourself a question. If there is a God, why? In fact, I was privy to a conversation last week at the State House. We were in the cloakroom, which is, which is the lounge for the senators. We were talking about it, and one of my colleagues says, ah, if there is a God, if there is a God, then what's going on in this world? Ooh. It gives the devil what he thinks is an advantage over those of us who walk by faith Ooh. and not by what we see or how we feel. Listen, if we're not careful, we may find ourselves not only questioning God, but listen to this, if we aren't very careful, we will find ourselves on the verge of losing our faith. Uh, losing our faith. The truth is that most of us at some point in our lives have been this close to losing our faith just wasn't the prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> Some of us who walked with the Lord for a while found ourselves in a predicament which the enemy says, now what? Are you still trusting God? <laughs> Why don't you curse God and die, as Job's wife said to him. We aren't careful, we will lose our faith. That faith that perhaps has been such a vital part of our lives for so long. Some of you have been walking with the Lord for a while, but there are times in which your faith is challenged, which it seems like the enemy is on your last nerve. You're on the verge of perhaps losing it all. Here's what I realized. I realized something as I was meditating over this message. God, God dropped this in my spirit about two weeks ago. He says, it is true that it takes, listen to this, less time and effort to demolish something than it does to build something. Think about how much time it takes to build a building. All the things that go in the process of building a building. We have 11 buildings on this campus and all of them took time. None of them were put up past the Lawson overnight. You had the planning stage, you had the architectural stage, the permitting stage, you had the foundation building, you had to build on top, you had to put a roof on, you had to go inside, you had to, it takes time, I'm going somewhere to build a building. But think about how little time it takes to demolish a building. We've had the privilege of buying property on this campus of houses that we were going to demolish to put something else there. And let me tell you, one day the building was up, three hours later it had been demolished. You can demolish a building in less than a day that took years to build. Can I preach this? Uh, and so here's what God said to me. God says, sometimes our faith is just like that. It has taken such an incredible amount of time and effort to build our faith, but it can be damaged, destroyed, demolished in just a brief moment or perhaps because of one negative experience. Whew. I'm going somewhere. I've seen people, Mother Jackson, who walked with the Lord for years and gave up their faith because grandmama died. Because God did not heal their mother. I've seen people who were strong in their faith, 
but because something did not go wrong or right with them, Brother Mike, people gave it up. Talk bad about the church. Talk bad about the Lord. And what God said to me, he said, the problem is we're living in a different time. Used to be a time in which those who trust God, your grandmother and you others and the people of old, they woke up in the morning expecting the devil to be on their case. Trouble did not catch them, Elder Wilson, by surprise. They understood trouble in my way. I had to cry sometime. They understood that it won't be like this always. They didn't expect God to be a sugar daddy. They did not equate God to be your Santa Claus. But because we're living in a time in which we've been indoctrinated and inundated by so many messages on prosperity only, we think that God has to bless us all the time. God's got to heal grandmama where everybody grandmama dies sooner or later. Even the most faithful people back to the dust, they're going to go sooner or later. But because the enemy has given us a faith that's not based on the word, but based on what tickles our ear. When it doesn't go how we want, we walk away from the faith and say, I'm mad at God. I'm angry at God. Why didn't God do it? Why didn't I get that job? Why did this situation happen to me? Nobody seemed to remember what Job said after his wife said, curse God and die. He said, though he slay me, woo, yet will I trust. I love the old folk who came to church with a walker and a cane and arthritis hurting their back. Nowadays, if you think you are getting a headache, you stay home from church. Nowadays, if you feel a slight cold coming on, you take three weeks off from worship. But what happened to I'm pressing my way? What happened to Lord, I'm here by faith? And although pain racks your body, your faith is still strong. Is there anybody in the house ever had to praise your way through a horrible situation? Anybody who didn't feel like it but had to press your way? Anybody who trusts God when things did not go? Don't y'all fool me now. But somebody give God a 10-second Shabbat praise from the depths of your belly. I told the enemy, I told the enemy, you've got to come with your best shot. Woo. Because when I get knocked down, I'll get up and keep going. Uh, anybody in here, like, you remember that old commercial? Some of y'all too young for that because now young people don't even wear watches, uh, but it's an eye, a watch, or, or, or some watch to keep up with your messages. But there used to be a Timex back in the day when Deacon Parker was a young man. <laughs> And the time next said, it takes a licking. Woo, there's some people in here. It takes a licking, but it keeps on ticking. Somebody get on the devil's nerve just one time. Now, if you can't move, I understand. But can you stand, jump one time, and say, I'm still ticking? Come on. Look at Look at somebody. Say, I'm still ticking. Deacon William T. Moore, I'm still, I'm, I may be a little slower, but I'm still. Woo! So you can't allow what has taken you years to build up to be demolished in one moment with one experience. One naysayer, one hater, one fake church member <laughs> get on your nerve. So, somebody, somebody let you down. Yeah, somebody forgot to call your name. 
Somebody forgot you too work just as hard as anybody else and they don't seem to, re- and don't allow that to destroy your faith. You've got to trust God Woo! during the worst times. If you're, in fact, I told you years ago, save your best praise for your worst days. You ought to confuse the enemy. When the devil wonder, why are you so happy? What did you just get? Say, all I need is a thought to praise God. All I need, Elder Sarah Franklin, is to think of his goodness and all he's done for me. Is there anybody in here just got one thought about something that God has done for you? That's all you need. All you need is to think about the goodness of the Lord. I've got to praise him. I've got to praise him. I must praise him. I must praise him. In fact, on this Sunday, you owe God your best praise. You owe God, I can't give up now. I can't quit now. I cannot throw the power in right now. Right now, I've got to praise him. Listen, listen. In this incredible text, written by a lesser-known prophet by the name of Habakkuk, the book only has three chapters. But in that three chapters, it is quoted in the New Testament at least three times. It is a powerful, simple book that we all need to read. Habakkuk's testimony, someone who found himself in a very precarious, faith-challenging situation. Need a preacher, yeah. Because we all, even preachers, worship leaders, deacons, ministers, young people that are in college, we find ourselves in precarious, faith-challenging situations. Prophet Habakkuk lived during a very difficult and challenging time for the nation of Judah. Things were horrible. Corruption, violence, economic hardship were very prevalent throughout the land. Listen, there was a sense of despair for those who, like Habakkuk, trust in the Lord and were trying their best to live godly lives. Many of them were on the verge of losing their faith. They were on the verge of giving up. Habakkuk is one of the few books that does not even mention the administration in which he served under the name of the king who served Judah at the time wasn't even mentioned. Only three chapters. But it is so unique and it has the distinction of being the book in which the prophet talks with God. He has a dialogue with God. And in this conversation with God, prophet Habakkuk represents the frustrations of not only himself, but of all of the people of Judah who, like him, listen to this, felt as if their God was MIA, missing in action. Can I just keep it real? The truth is, there are pastors who that time felt like God was MIA. Some of you perhaps have felt at times as if God was missing in action. Why am I going through all of this? Why is it so hard? Habakkuk does not put on airs. He does not try to be as scholarly as Isaiah. He does not try to be as spiritual as Daniel. Doesn't try to be as profound as the prophet Ezekiel. And he doesn't even try to be as prophetic as Jeremiah. He is just plain old Habakkuk talking to God. Sometimes you gotta come to God without airs. Some of us come to God trying to be somebody else. Sing like other people, preach like other people, act like other people. Sometimes you got to just be you. 
Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. Thou withdraw thy hand from me. Tell me where shall I go? Backer felt as if God, may I preach this, was missing in action. And so he, he writes this short, simple passage to God. In fact, the first chapter, the first verse of the first chapter gives us what the theme of Habakkuk is. It tells us, and it is believed, that the first verse was written by someone other than Habakkuk. It, it, it gives you what these three chapters are all about. And it says, and I'll quote, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. In order to fully understand this, go home and do some word study on the word burden. It means the weight, the struggle, the hardships in which the prophet Habakkuk did see. He saw some things that made him question God. Habakkuk goes on in the first chapter, verses 2 to probably verse 11, and he has uh, a dialogue back and forth with God. Verses 2, 3, and 4, he asks God a series of questions. He asks God questions. Two of the questions uh, begins with the word, how long, Lord? Uh, two of the questions began with the word, why? How many of us have been to the point and where we began our conversation with God, how long do I have to put up with this? How long do I have to feel this way? How long will my body go through this? How long, Lord, will my finances be as they are? Now, can I preach? How long, Lord, do I have to work with people who get on my last nerve? How long, Lord, will I be without finding a suitable mate, someone who can compliment me in both my spirit and my natural life? Truth of the matter is, all of us at some point have begun our conversation with God with the words, how long? Habakkuk begins by saying, how long, God? Then in these verses, he begins with the word, why, why is this happening? Why would you allow us to go through this? Why is it that it seems like those who are wicked are more prosperous than those of us who are godly and trying to, you've been there? Come on, don't tell me you've been there. You've often wondered why the drug dealer living better than you. You've been there wondering somebody don't work nobody's job. All they do is hang around the street and they always seem to be riding in something good, doing all right. But just hold on. Whew. Just hold on. Look at somebody and say, he's working it out. Listen, so Habakkuk in verse 3 asks God this. He says, why do you show me all this iniquity? Why is it that you cause me to see all of this trouble? He goes on in the next verse, verse 4 of the text, and this one is from the New Living Translation. He says this, it could have been written in 2022. Listen to what he says. He said, the law has become paralyzed and there is no justice in the courts. Amen. Uh, amen. The law has become paralyzed and no justice in the courts. The wicked far outnumber the righteous. So that justice, the New Living Translation says, has become perverted. It seems like there is no right way. There is no godly way. Uh, even folk who are supposed to be in charge of cricket, even they are the ones who are stealing and cheating. They're the ones who are causing other people to go through so much pain. What's up, God? Have you ever been there? 
what's up with all of this? And God woo, allowed Habakkuk to vent. I told the church this morning, at eight, it reminded me of some conversations that I would have at the end of the day, coming home, talking to my wife, all about venting. What's going on at the state houses, this and that. And we stayed here to nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, and people are this, and I'm sick of all of these people who are trying to do this. And my wife doesn't say anything. She just talks and she says, are you finished? <laughs> Sometimes God allows us to get it off our chest. Come on. Sometimes your prayer to God is not that God is silent. God just decided not to respond right now. He wants you to unload it all. Talk about your mother-in-law. Talk about your wife. Talk about the cooking ain't good. Talk about the job is bad. Talk about your bad children. Why your children don't act like somebody else's. Just get it all off. Why am I struggling in school? Why am I going through this? Why is my light bill so high? I don't understand that, Lord. Just get it all. Why folk treat me this way? The whole world is racist. The whole world is mean. They don't like me because I'm black. They don't like me because I'm fat. They don't like me because I'm skinny. They don't like me because this is my last name. Get it all off your chest. I feel like preaching. I got to go. I got to preach somewhere else at four o'clock. But sometimes you got to get it all off your chest. Y'all, I've been there. Sarah, I've been there. I told God, why can't you send me some members like that? Not that I don't like y'all. Yeah, I like, I like, I like most of y'all just fine. I said, I said, Lord, why can't I, I, I tell you, sometimes it's like that. I go to preach and they say, oh, I don't have no headaches. Everything is fine. My music ministry is fine. My deacon's ministry is fine. My usher's ministry. Now everybody loves everybody, Pastor Lawson. I say, how long, Lord? And the Lord says, get it off your chest. Get it all out. Sometimes you got to get it. How many of you, come on, don't y'all fool me now. Come on, how many of you have ever laid before the Lord? And if folk knew what you talked to God about, you would be embarrassed. Some of these folk right in here, you smile up in their face. You call their names to the Lord. Lord, I'm sick and tired of so-and-so. I'm sick and tired of BJ rehearsing us so hard. Lord, Bill's getting on my last nerve. Why we got to rehearse all of this? Lord, I'm sick and tired of Deacon Marlon Walters pushing me as a deacon. I'm tired of Lawson and Mac. I'm tired of all of that. Some of y'all want to jump up, but y'all don't want to tell on yourself. But if you can't say a word, just wave your hands. And God waited. Some of y'all say y'all tired of me too, right, Bill? I know that's what you're thinking. <laughs> and you got a right to be, because I know I can get on some of y'all nerves. And, and God says to Habakkuk, basically, it's not recorded in the scripture, but I'm convinced he said, are you finished? Are you done? You got it all out? Now here is God's response. Verse 5, he responded with these most profound words. Look among the nations and watch and be utterly whew, astounded. For I whew, will work <laughs> a work in your days which you would not believe though it was told to you. What a response. Three key insights from this one response and we're done. Three key insights that I want you to take with you from verse number five and from the testimony of Habakkuk. Insight number one is this. 
when we are feeling dejected and a sense of despair, whew, God says we ought to look around and see what the Lord is doing. When you are about to give up, look around and see who woke you up this morning. Look around and see who put food on your table. Look around and see who gave you the ability to put clothes on your back. Can you wave your hands? Look around and see who gave you the strength to wave your hands. Is there breath in your body? Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Look around and see who held back the death angel from taking you out last night and you woke up this morning with new mercies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look around. Look around. Wave at your neighbor and look around. Look around. Is God good? Is God good? Is there breath in your body? Can you wave your hands? Can you open your eyes? Then you ought to look around. Look, 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 look. Woo! Listen. You know what? The Message Bible says, look long and hard. Before you give up, look around and see who's worse off than you are. Second key insight that can be gleaned from this response that God gives to the prophet Habakkuk is this. When we do look around and see what the Lord is doing, we will be amazed. Who am I preaching to? The Message Bible says this. Brace yourself for a shock. <laughs> Tell somebody, when you shut up, stop complaining, and look around, the birds are still singing. The flowers are still blooming. The sun still rises from the east, set in the west. God is still good. When you look around, you'll see that the sun has not destroyed the earth. When you look around, you'll see that a, a meteorite, an asteroid, has not hit the earth. When you look around, you'll see that early this morning, you were given new mercies and new grace. Somebody ought to get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Look at somebody and say, get ready, get ready. Tell them, get ready. Get ready, get ready. See what the Lord has done. See what the Lord has done. You will be amazed when you look around and see what God has done. Third key insight says this. God, whew, I love this one, is working on something so Amazing. Whew. It will be difficult for most people to believe what God is doing. Can I get a witness? Look at somebody and say, God is working on something so amazing that it's going to blow your mind when you see what the Lord is doing. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God is working on something that when you see it, you won't believe it. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Listen to what Habakkuk writes in the second chapter and the third verse for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it will speak and will not lie this is the part I like though it tarry wait on it 
wait on it. Look at somebody and say, wait on it. Wait on it. It may not come tonight, tomorrow, next week, but they that wait upon the Lord. How many of you are waiting on God to work something out? Somebody say, wait on it. Wait on it. Wait, wait, stand to your feet and say, Lord, I'm waiting. I am waiting. I am. I am waiting. Listen, the message Bible puts this in a way that will give you comfort for the rest of this week. Take your phone out and take a picture of the screen. Don't miss it because I'm going to speak prophetically in somebody's life. Listen to how the message Bible puts it. It says something is about let me preach to this side of the church because somebody over here wants this. Something is about to take place. Woo! Can, can I try that again? Over here, something with your name on it, Jennifer, is about to take place. In the balcony, something is about to take place. Kappa Aphrosite, something is about to take, take something. Look at your neighbor, say, get ready. The best is about to happen. Something greater with your name on it is about to take place. You've got 30 seconds to put your best. Come on, Zion. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get, get ready. Can I read you something? Can I read you something? Go to, upstairs, go to Habakkuk chapter 3 and go to verse 17 and 18, the new King James Version. And when they get it, I want them all to look at it because I want to declare to the enemy that while I'm waiting, I'm going to do something. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Now, y'all got to help me preach this and read with me. Come on, look at the screen and say, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut from the fold, and there be no herd in the stall. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Stand to your feet, get your preacher's voice, and say yet, say yet, say yet, I will rejoice. Sister Brittany, I will re rejoice while you wait. Rejoice while you wait. While you wait. While you wait. While you wait. I dare you. Come on, Bible way. Come on. Come on. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join in the God. Y'all excuse me. I feel like preaching. I feel like preaching. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. 
on my breakthrough. Leave your seat. Meet me at the altar. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I am waiting. I am. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it out. He's working it. He's working it. Wave your hand at somebody and say he is working it out. It's all right now. It's all right. It's all right. The devil thought he had you, but God turned it around. Anybody know God turning it around? Anybody know God will? God has turned it around. Do me a favor. Turn around one time. One more time. Get on the devil's nerve and say, God is. God is, God is, I will rejoice, I will rejoice, I will, I will, come on, put some dancing music on it, come on. Clap your hands, clap your hands. Yet I will rejoice. Yet, yet, yet. Come on. Ten more seconds. Here we go. Praises all the worshipers. Come on. Listen, when the naysayers say, Why are you so happy? You're still sick. Why are you so happy? You're still broke. Just say God is working it out. And until and why he's working it out, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lift those hands all over this place. I will work. God said, I will work a work in your day. Ooh, you won't believe it. Ooh, can I say something prophetically over you? Listen, you know this. I only speak from what I'm sure God has said to me. I'm not a traveling evangelist. I'm not a prophet by title. I'm not a bishop or an apostle. Don't ever want to be one. All I ever want to be is a preacher with the word. But here's what God told me to tell you. God told me to tell somebody, get ready. God told me to tell you, get ready. Because this is your season for grace and favor. Come on, Bill. Come on, Brittany. God told me to tell you. Get ready. Who am I talking to? Ooh, listen, I don't want an offering for prophecy. I don't want you to lay nothing in my hand because I'm not saying this for any personal benefit. But God told me to tell you, get ready 
Somebody, this is your season for grace and favor. Brother Robert, God is going to bless you, young man. Ah, you and I got a special kind of relationship. And I saw something in your life whoo, that the enemy tried to block. But God said, I've cleared the deck whoo, so that somebody can get ready for God to do something. William Murphy writes this song, This is my season to reap what I've sown. <laughs> I haven't been perfect, but I've been faithful. God's got a purpose, and I know he's able. This is the part I like. I've got a seed in the ground. <laughs> Anybody know you've got a seed in the ground? That he's blessing. No more stressing. This is my season for grace, for favor. And then he goes on to say, everything is working together for my good. The enemy doesn't even know it yet. Because the devil is not omniscient. Satan does not know everything. He only knows what God shows him. Whew. I wish I had time to deal with this. And God said, there's some things with your name on it I haven't showed to anyone. Whew. But I'm getting ready to turn this season. Whew. That's why I had you turn around. God said, the season is about to change. This is your season. Brother T.J., Brittany Stewart, T.J. Williams are coming now. Yeah. For grace. Woo. For favor. Sing T.J. Yeah, yeah. This is my season. Ah. To reap come what on. I Anybody have wants prayer? Sow. If you want this prayer, is my come on. Season. This is my if you need to for pray grace. for something, that's right. For yeah. favor. Ah. Ah, yeah. yeah. This is my to reap what I have not been perfect. I've not been perfect. <laughs> but I've sure been faithful. <laughs> yes, you have, young man. Yeah, See, yeah. God's yeah. got a purpose. Ah, yes. yeah. And I know he's able. Ah. I've got a seed in the ground ah. that he's blessing, no more stressing. Ah. I've got a seed in the ground. Ah. Now I know him and I can show him this is my seed for grace, for grace, for favor. Sing, Brittany, yes, yes. Everything is working ah. It's your season. <laughs> God's working it out. <laughs> this, is this is your season. To reap what you have sown. Listen. 
after all Habakkuk said, four verses, he did nothing but complain. He did nothing but point out to God what was going wrong. God simply, in verse 5, said in the last part of verse 5, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. God is working it out while you are sleeping at night. Woo, <laughs> good God almighty. God just showed me something. God says some things you've been praying for. God says, I've already worked it out. Just haven't showed it to you yet. Woo! Anybody know it's working? Come on and tell them again, Brittany. Come on, TJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything is working together. It's working. For my good. Everything is working together. For my good. Everything is working together. Somebody says it's good. It's working. It's, it's working. It's good. It's good. Anybody know it's good? It's good. Close those eyes right now. This is my season for grace, favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Listen, after all Joe went through, his friends disappointed him. His wife gave up on him. He lost his wealth, lost his health. But Job chapter 42 and verse 10. And when Job prayed for his friends, the Lord turned. <laughs> Look at somebody say, he'll turn it around. The Lord turned the captivity of Job and gave him twice as much as he had before. Can I prophesy over somebody's life? Some of you, you are about to get double for your trouble. Woo! That's what God says, I'm about to turn it around. Woo! I'm about to bless you in ways that you never imagined. There are numbers on the screen. If you don't know the Lord, if you've not made a commitment to the Lord, let me say to those of you that are here, all of this, Joe Habakkuk, all of them had one thing in common. They had a relationship with God. You cannot not have a relationship with God and think he's going to turn it around. A relationship with God doesn't mean that you come to church every Sunday. Relationship with God doesn't mean that you're super holy, can quote every scripture. A relationship with God means you put God first in your life, above everyone and everything else. And watch God turn it around. Close those eyes, if you will. Eternal Father, we thank you. We bless you. We thank you for reminding us 
that faith does matter. It matters because we will leave here today declaring you are working it out. We may not see it. We may not feel it. Whew. It perhaps has not been manifested to us yet. But our faith tells us whew, that things are going to work out all right. Somebody's season is about to change. Someone is about to walk into a season of favor, a season of grace. Whew. Someone that the enemy thought they had you. The enemy thought you would give up on your faith. Whew. But here you are, stronger than ever. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray. And all the worshipers said amen. Come on and worship God. Come on and worship. give God a praise for the word of God. He's working it out. Once again, to those of you that are here in our worship center, if you need prayer, if you want more to hear more about experiencing the joy of the Lord, you can see one of our ministers in the back. To those of you that are viewing, if you need a prayer counselor to pray for you this very minute, they can do that by dialing 1-888-776-1238. Someone is available to pray for you and to pray with you. We want you to remember our vision offering. Amen. That's $7, $1 per week. Our vision offering. God has blessed us for we have a vision for the scripture says without the vision, the people perish. As you see, when you turn on Atlas Road, right off of Bluff Road, behind the gas station, we are clearing land for the home development works, uh, housing right down the street, right across from our print shop. It's going to be our senior citizen village. Right behind us is going to be our youth zone. Amen. You see the pictures that God has blessed us with, and it's because of your giving. It's because you've been faithful in giving a very special thanks to the men of Kappa Alpha Psi, the Columbia Alumni Chapter and Benedict Chapter for giving to our vision offering. And once again, we ask that you give. That's $1 per day, $1 per day, $7 a week for our vision offering. Let's lift our hands as we prepare for the benediction. Can we thank God for Sister Brittany Stewart once again? Amen. God bless you. An awesome, awesome anointed woman of God. Thank you to Elder Bill that coordinated these efforts and to our entire worship and arts ministry. Let's look to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come this afternoon to say, God, we know that you're working things out. And we believe that it's going to work out. Now, God, we ask that you dismiss us from this place, never from your presence. Let us find peace as we return to our destinations. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's children said amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.
We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to both members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account. You can give via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will also be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you or if you're moved by the anyway, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website. That's bwcar.org.